Well, hi, everybody. It's Mike. And Mary. Welcome to Monday with Mike and Mary. <laughs> We're going to play back for you some of our favorite moments from our most recent R-squared coaching calls. And uh, we'd like to do this, first of all, with maybe an overall impression we got from Friday's calls. And then one of the best parades of techniques we heard, one of the best pieces of advice we heard, and one of the best pieces of advice we gave. So you don't get to be on every call like we do. And so it only makes sense then, really, right, to hear the best of on Monday morning. Absolutely. I've, you probably heard me say this before. I feel like we get a Ph.D., in current real estate every Friday, and it's the best of both worlds because we also get to teach the most timeless sales training program in the history of real estate, so we, we get the best of both worlds. You know, Mary, I wanted to start with an impression I got from a number of people Friday, which was optimism. A year ago, everybody was up in the air wondering what was going to happen, but now the business climate seems to be catching fire and really good things are happening. One person listed and expired from 2014. Aha. So they're feeling better. Somebody else said, you know, the second home buyers are coming out of the woodwork for the first time, feeling good about the economy and feeling confident in buying. So a lot of optimism. I had people too that are getting listings from expired expired that they've been working on for well over a year. And in fact, one of our students just listed a property over a million dollars in uh, list price. So that's pretty cool. So what's your best parade of techniques that you heard, Michael? Well, one of the best I heard that I liked the most was some, this is a new student too, which I loved first time through R squared. Uh, he said he's put a big whiteboard up in his office. He does use Google Calendar and he does use the, the ingredients of Smart Week but he puts his smart week up on a whiteboard, so when he moves things around, all he has to do is erase a little and move them. And I thought, I'd never thought of that, because we've got paper in Google, but the whiteboard is a great idea, because it's so easily easy to move things around. Oh, that's pretty cool. How about I had, yours? I had a good one, too. Um, I've got a student, we have a student, that has decided to use video. As I think probably everyone is aware, video... Uh, especially on a spur-of-the-moment kind of uh, rough-cut, real video is very appealing today to consumers. And so he has committed to making a series of videos in, in lengths between one and three minutes on quite a variety of topics that he can then store on his hard drive and send out when he needs to. So he's got one going after he schedules a CETO appointment with a buyer. He's got another one going after scheduling a listing appointment with a seller. But he's also got some hard topics, you know, like uh, what kind of documents are going to be needed for closing or what are the steps between contract to close to help inform and educate both buyers and sellers without having to reinvent the wheel every single time. That was my favorite for the week. Lots of value. Mm -hmm. What a great idea. I love working with our folks because they're, they're also smart and creative and always coming <laughs> up with good ideas like that. Right on. Yeah, so I want to move on to one of the best pieces of advice I heard during an Ask the Experts question. The, uh, the question was, how do, once I'm, I've exhausted my book of business people to call, I want to call around neighborhoods where I have a buyer who wants to buy there. I want to call certain areas. How do I find people's numbers and contact information? Oh, yeah. And 
the best piece of advice I heard there was two sources to tap that we don't always think of. One is title companies have lots of good information. And the other was go to voter records in your town and they'll have contact information for you. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I had um, a good question that got some really good answers as well. So the question was, how much should I be spending in terms of lead generation? And do you use a percentage or how do you go about determining uh, what your lead generation expenses are? You know, it's that time of year when we're looking at budgets, right? And I heard two really good answers from two different people. One person said, scientifically, the number is 6 to 8% of your GCI, which of course is uh, gross closed income, right? Or gross commission income. 6 to 8% should be spent on lead generation, plowing it back into the business. And someone else said, before you spend anything, consider your ROI, your return on investment. Take a look at what that's going to generate or what it did generate in the past. And that should help you determine what you should be spending. And I know we're supposed to also come up with a piece of advice that we gave that was good. And mine happened to be on that same topic. So I'm just going to keep rolling here because truly my advice was figure out what you love to do. Figure out what makes you happy and put your money toward that. How can you spend your money making yourself happy and at the same time, Develop deeper relationships with people. So what do you have fun doing? Put some money into that. Invite some people along that you want to deepen relationships with, potentially people that could give you additional referrals this, this next year. Now, how many light bulbs did we see go off at uh, Business Breakthrough after people analyzed their return on investment for what they were spending for lead generation? I think everybody's looking at that. That's a great one. You know, one of the benefits we get to be the coach is we get to hear everybody else's advice. And then if we feel like chiming in, have a, a piece of advice of our own. I always love being able to go last. I know you do, too. <laughs> uh, but the question that, I, that we got was a student had gone to and expired and knocked on the door. And he just sat down to dinner allegedly, and said, tell you what, I'll call you. And so our student left without getting a date, an appointment, a time, anything. The you epitome know, of politeness. Yeah, the, the old kiss you out the door routine. So got lots of good advice as to what to say instead of, uh, okay, and walk away. But when it came time, uh, for my advice, I got to go last. So I said, here's what you say. Um, would, you, would you be okay if I sent you something? And of course, the expired will say, uh, sure, because they think they're getting rid of you. you know? And I said, you know, it's going to take till uh, Thursday to get here. Take a while. Would you be willing to set aside 20 minutes to look at it when it arrives? Sure, I would. Great. Um, it's... Six foot two and weighs about 210, looks a lot like me. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, everybody cracked up. But that's what happens. You know, you use that send me something answer, and they crack up, you break the ice, and you set an appointment. 
And uh, that was, that was, I think, my most appreciated piece of advice that I gave on Friday. So, well, here's what we'd like to say to uh, wrap up this episode of Monday Morning with Mike and Mary, and that's feel free to share these podcasts uh, with your friends and your colleagues if you like them, and feel free to erase them if you don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> and feel free to chime in next Monday. And uh, if you need to reach us, uh, it's easy. It's Mike at FloydWickman.com or Mary at FloydWickman.com. Have a great week, everyone. And just remember this, in R squared, if you're willing to give what you have, You'll always get back what you need.